Hello and welcome to another episode of the Drop Goal Podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by the 21-year-old championship sensation. It's the man himself, Roy Roby. Welcome to the podcast, pal. Oh, it's an honour, mate. Um, really excited to see what you've got in store for me. Right, let's get started then. So, uh, without wasting any more time, let's begin. You were born in Warrington on the 3rd of January 1999. Growing up as a young white lad, you played for local teams Crossfields and Ryland Sharks. Can you tell us a bit more about your background and how playing rugby impacted your life as a young lad? Um, it kind of come about as a surprise, really. Um, I was I was a kind of a footballer at first, and it um, it kind of happened all of a sudden. The football game got cancelled. I went to rugby training on a Saturday, and it. Then I never looked back at football and just carried on playing rugby. Started at Rylands. Um, I was kind of for, not forced into it, but like Danny Walker um, yeah. was my cousin, and he had two older brothers who were playing always playing rugby. And I was kind of the soft lad of the family because I played yeah, football. Right. So then when I went into rugby, um, I just never looked back. Yeah. Uh, and apart from football, were there any other sports that interested you growing up? No, not particularly. I'm quite a. I see myself as quite an uh, athletic lad, like growing up and still today. But um, really, I enjoyed just all sports. But they were like the two main ones that I kind of focused on. And then obviously, when it comes to the decision to pick a sport, obviously with rugby and football clashing on the same days, I picked to play rugby. All right. So uh, we'll speak about the coronavirus a little bit. Being a rugby player yourself, do you have any indication on when full-time training will start up again? Um, I'll be honest, I, I, I don't I don't really have a clue. Um, mm. uh, it's kind of a hard one at the minute to yeah. kind of put a finger on an exact date, but um, obviously the Super League will be back before the Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I I assume, but other than that, there's kind of everybody's in the dark except the people at the top who kind of know what the plan is. Yeah. So uh, currently, you and your brother are both trying to make it in rugby. Uh, with you playing, of course, for Widnes and your brother playing for Warrington, is there a bit of rivalry between you and your brother over who's the better player? <laughs> no, that's all. It's always the case in the in our house. Um, obviously. <laughs> George, George playing at uh, Warrington, it's seen as, oh, he's at the better club, this, that and the other, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just to, it's just to, um, it's individual, which suits you the best, and at the time, yeah. um, I, I decided to go to Witness, and I, I don't regret my decision, and I still stand by my decision of staying at, at Witness, and that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I, I'm going to stick by. Yeah, so following on from Witness, uh, you made your debut uh, for Witness in 2017 in a Challenge Cup match against Warrington, funnily <coughs> enough. Uh, would you say that pulling on the Witness shirts back in 2017 is one of your career highlights? Oh, definitely. Like, when um, it was Brett, uh, it was Dennis at the time, and Brett was my, I was in the academy, and mm-hmm. Brett rang me and said, um, I think we're going to need you this week to play against Warrington in the Cup. I was wow. like, what do you mean? He was like, 
can you play on the wing? And I said, I've never played on the wing in my life. <laughs> and he said, well, do you reckon you can do it? And I went, yeah, can I be able to do it? And literally, that was on the Monday, and then it was kind of a short week because I was playing on the Saturday. All so right. I didn't really have much time to think about it. Literally, I was Tuesday, I went in with the first team, and then I just just clicked into the squad, and that was it. Um, and yeah. honestly, I, I sat next to Reese in the Reese Hambry in the in mm-hmm. the dressing room, and he said he he turned to me and he said, "Are you nervous?" And I went, "You know what? I, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm, <laughs> I don't. I'm not really feeling that much." And he turned around and said, "Well, I'm nervous. I'm probably more <laughs> nervous than you." And I was thinking, oh, oh no, Reese is played like 300 games, and I'm there coming on first game, and he feels more nervous than what I am. Yeah. So it was just an all a mad experience, and one that I'll always look back on, and I'm hoping um, my family are proud, and I hope that there's many more lads come through the system at Witness and get that chance to play at the big stage. Definitely, and playing against uh, your local team Warrington did that do you think that added more pressure onto you to perform well on the day uh, at the end of the um, at the end of the day I, I, I put myself under enough pressure to perform for the team not so yeah. much for the opposition in front of me because I think that I was stepping up into the first team um, and I needed to obviously make sure that I looked like a first team player and tried to perform as best as I, to the highest standard I could and I felt like I did on the debut, and um, obviously there's a lot, of, a lot of lads and a lot of families that obviously I grew up playing with, and they obviously support Warrington, but they were all really um, supportive of me, even though yeah. I was playing in the black and white for Widness. Yeah, so uh, you did make your debut for Widness in 2017, but uh, most would say your career properly took off in 2019. Uh, you managed to play over 20 games for the Vikings, scoring more than half of those games. Having such a good year for the club, uh, were there any other clubs interested and what made you choose to sign on with the Vikings and continue trying to help them get back up to Super League? Uh, it was a bit of a, um, bit of a difficult situation, obviously, when obviously the club went into administration and uh, stuff. Uh, we, I didn't expect to play as many games as I did last yeah. year. Um, and I was very lucky to get the amount of game time that I did, but Obviously, Kieran thought that I was ready to carry on playing the games that I did, and I did. But coming to the back end of the year, obviously with the part-time situation coming along, I was kind of a bit worried. Yeah. Um, to think, um, oh, I'm only 20, and I'm kind of played 20 or 23 or 24 games in Championship, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't really want to go to part-time. Yeah, and obviously I sat down with um, my agent, and he said, "Look, there's," um, and then obviously Perk Kieran left. Yeah, obviously just before pre-season, so it was mm. I'd not signed at this point to anywhere. I'd All not right. spoke to any clubs. I'd not spoke to any clubs. I'd not um, sat down with any clubs or anything. Um, but there wasn't. I don't think there was many clubs interested in me personally. I think it was kind of. Oh, well, look, they're looking for kind of a reserve, reserve player that could probably play into first team. Yeah. But I obviously didn't want that. I didn't want that. I wanted to 
kind of be into a, a squad and like be into the first team squad kind of straight away because of my experience at Witness. Being in the first team kind of every game all year. Mm. Um, and then obviously when Witness uh, announced that, I was always in contact with uh, my agent and he was in contact with Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Finney and um, I was actually on holiday and um, they brought out that Tim was going to be the new head coach yeah and my agent was like straight on the phone to me saying look tim's the new head coach i've worked with tim this that and the other and i was like right well i'm on holiday at the minute i'm back in a couple of days i need to speak to tim before i kind of sign anything yeah. literally i landed landed back on off holiday on the sat on the saturday and uh, i got a phone call off tim on the Saturday night, I, uh, I spoke to Tim on the Saturday and he said, um, do you want to meet for a coffee tomorrow? And I went and met Tim on the Sunday afternoon in Manchester and yeah, um, kind of from that day, never looked back and it was a pretty easy decision for me to sign at Witness, obviously with Tim being the calibre of coach that he is and yeah. um, obviously I've come through at Witness and that's my uh, goal, obviously to get Witness back to hopefully full-time in Super League. Yeah, and what's it like to work under such a famous manager like uh, Sheens? Oh, honestly, it's uh, he just loves rugby. Um, yeah. I stayed at the club because I know the players that he's worked alongside and I just think that he can, he can, he's, he's already taught me so much and how, how I can improve my game and so... Um, you know, it's it's a bit mad to think that he was coaching in a World Cup and I was there mm-hmm. in the crowd watching. Uh, yeah. Only like a few years ago, and and now he's turning up. We're turning up to training, and he's in there in the office, like kind of waiting to exactly. go out and to, and to train. So it's it's a mass, mad experience, and I'm glad I've got the ex, um, get the experience and get to be coached by such a high standard of coach exactly yeah um so with 2019 being a stellar year for you uh with the vikings uh you also had a another big opportunity so uh you went down to wembley for the 1895 club what was it like to experience the wembley atmosphere um it was kind of a bit it was kind of bittersweet for me because obviously i didn't get in the squad and i got left out um but you know after watching the semi-final against Lee and then getting to the big stage at Wembley, it was kind of a, a, a mad, a mad scenario. And you yeah. know, I was absolutely made up for the lads who got to play there. And it was just a bit of a. Obviously, we didn't get the result we did, but sitting in the stadium and yeah. seeing how big it is and how hot it was on on the plane surface. It was just, it, it was just mad, and obviously a load of the witness fans travelled. Yeah. And um, they were made themselves known straight away, and it was just a mad experience to sit there and watch the lads play on such a big stage. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, so over the years at witness, you've played in a few different positions, such as winger and fullback. Uh, also, a few more. What are the pros of con? pros and cons of being able to play in such a wide variety of positions um, 
Uh, I don't. There's obviously it's hard than getting cementing a spot in the squad. Um, yeah. Being so versatile, it works for you. As in, you can kind of play anywhere. I can kind of play anywhere in the back line, but um, obviously it works against you that if there's a centre or who's played centre for three years, four years, and then he's going to get into centre before you do. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of, it's hard, but at the minute I've kind of cemented a, a bit of a position at centre and I've got a mm-hmm. starting shirt at Witness, so um, I kind of want to concentrate on that position for, obviously, this year and in the future, but you know I'm always open to new challenges, and I think that's my. I think that's why I've um, got so many positions under my belt. Uh, I just want to be open to a new challenge, and if that's a challenge that somebody wants to give me, then I'll stand up and be counted and try that position. Definitely. So you have signed on again with the Witness Vikings for the 2020, 2020 season. Uh, the club themselves have said that you have an ambition to be in the squad that takes Witness back to Super League. Uh, is that the drive to help Witness? Uh, is the drive that uh, is that the drive that makes you want to carry on your career with Witness? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I've been there since I was at Warrington growing up as a kid, and um, I obviously left to Warrington to go to Witness at fourteen. Um, yeah. So obviously the the big big drive for me obviously when we got relegated and into championship and last year um, we had such high hopes obviously staying full time and obviously wanting to get back into Super League last year and then what happened obviously with administration and stuff um, obviously now going part time the aspiration is to try and get the club obviously as high up in that championship as we can and put ourselves in that top five spot to be fighting yep. for to go back up into the Super League and that's all the lads there. They want to try and fight back and try and get the club back to where it belongs. Yep. Uh, so being a player for Witness yourself, uh, what work would you say needs to be done to make sure Witness uh, secure that um, playoff spot to get back to the Super League? Oh, it's just hard. It's hard work. And um, mm-hmm. since the first day of pre-season, we've all said we've just got to stick together and we've just got to grind out performances. I think last yeah. year we... Um, we underestimated a lot of teams, obviously, with a, we had a lot of young players, um, obviously not had that much experience, and uh, a couple of players who hadn't experienced the championship in full flow, and um, it's, a, it's a quality tra- it's a quality, um, quality standard, and you turn up to places and you think, oh, we can just win easy because we're full-time and they're part-time, and that's when you get turned over, and we've just concentrated this year on making sure when we go to places we need to perform to get the win. Yeah, so obviously, like you said, you've been at Witness now since you're around 14. Uh, is playing for Warrington still a boyhood dream for you? Um, I'll be honest, at this moment in time, it's it's not really a, a dream for me. Um, yeah. Obviously, if opportunities arise and they're right for me at the right time, then I'll, I, I, I can't say, but... At this moment in time, it's my full concentration is on staying at Witness and performing as for myself and for the club and trying to get the club, like I say, back where it belongs into the Super League. Definitely. So being a rugby player, 
uh, with Toulouse and uh, the Broncos in the championship, what's your thoughts on the current game's plan uh, for expansion? Um, I'm not quite sure. As in, obviously, you've got London who um, are obviously full-time, and uh, yeah. Toulouse are full-time, and obviously they're the two clubs to beat in the championship. Yeah. Um, but I think that the championship's a very strong competition now. Yeah, definitely. And it's every, everybody, you've got to turn up and you've got to perform to win. Um, and it's it's a physical competition as well, so it's not easy to turn up week in, week out. Yeah. Some clubs struggle with injuries and obviously people have work commitments, obviously the part-time clubs. Yeah. Um, so you don't... But obviously for the expansion of the game, everybody would love to see as many full-time clubs as possible Definitely. and obviously um, but it's just how how we expand the sport and how we um, get back from obviously this this kind of pandemic stage and yeah. hopefully because a lot of clubs will struggle to come back and I think that we just need to concentrate on trying to get the sport back up and running and um, trying to keep it to as high standard as possible definitely so, uh, partly through your career, you unfortunately suffered a knee injury. With it being Mental Health Week currently, uh, what impact did your injury have on your mental health and what drove you to make sure that when you recovered, you'd be back better than ever? Um, it, I was pretty positive. I'll, I'm, I'm not a negative person, really. And when I did get the injury, it was, wasn't as bad as probably some, most injuries that um, people get. Um, I just did a slight meniscus tear, so um, it was it was what I think I was out for eight weeks or some something like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we the op got pushed back a couple of times through to like bank holidays and stuff like that. So yeah. it was a little bit longer than I wanted to be, but um, uh, the club really looked after me. They obviously got me sorted and got me back on like my rehab and got me back to where I wanted to be and. And now it's, I don't even realise that the knee's even been had a little mess with down there. So, you know, it's it's hard for some players, but for me, yeah. I, I just stayed positive and I had the right people around me so I could keep taking positive steps forward. Definitely. So we'll move on to the uh, quickfire questions part of the episode now. So let's get straight to it. Question one, who's the first out onto the pitch in training? Um, Kenny Baker. All right. Question two: Who's the biggest joker in the changing rooms? Jack Johnson. Question three: Who's the first to have a pint after a match? Jack Owens. <laughs> Question four: At halftime, if the boys aren't having a good game, who's the biggest motivator? Jack Owens. <laughs> Question five: Is there a player that always arrives late? Logan Tompkins. Alright, so um, now we'll move on to a bit different. Um, the next question, if you were to get a contract from an NRL team, um, would you take it? Oh, it's, um, it's one of them, isn't it? Um, yeah. Like I say, it's got, it's got to be at the right time, and obviously it's got to be right for me, um, but obviously I'd love to have the opportunity to go over to the NRL and play their game. Um, but 
like I say, there's there's a lot of pros and cons to that, and obviously being such a young age, would I be ready to go over there and yeah. perform at the right standard? Um, but of course, I'd love to experience um, the NRL, and hopefully one day I might get the chance to do so. Yeah. So uh, question seven, I think, is next. Who's your biggest rival in the game? As in, for the club? Uh, just anything, oh. really. Um, well, obviously, being at Witness, the biggest rivalry at is, is Warrington, and yeah, that's um, always going to be the case. Being such so close together, and obviously, we're so we're Witness as a town is such a smaller town than Witness uh, than Warrington, but yeah. you know that's a, a main rivalry across in my career anyway. So yeah. Uh, be- um, yeah, sorry. Go on. That's the main rivalry I think yeah. I've come across in my short career. Yeah, okay, so being from Warrington but playing for Widnes, has it been converted to a Vikings fan? Oh, definitely, like, I've always been, I've always, since I was 14, I've always uh, supported Widnes, obviously, from the first, from being 14 at scholarship, and I've always liked watching the first team, and um, but obviously there's a little piece of me down there that does enjoy watching Warrington again, obviously, because I was a season ticket there, just being a kid, and I do keep my eye on the results. Um, and now, obviously, yeah. with Danny being there, family, I can always try and see catch as many games as I can. Mm-hmm. So um, would you rather win a grand final or a Challenge Cup? Um, I think uh, a Challenge Cup would um be for me yeah it's such a, uh, a competition that's been around for so long and um obviously a, a number of different teams have won it and i think mm-hmm. the challenge cup would definitely stand out more than a, a grand final for me personally yeah so back to the nrl do you have a favorite nrl club uh, at the minute it's purely for they've got the a lot of the England boys, is, it's Canberra. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's just at the minute, but um, as I've followed it growing up, it was always Melbourne with, obviously, Cameron Smith, um, yeah. Cooper Crongs, Billy Slater. Like it, They were like players that you kind of look, looked up to. Um, but at the minute, it's probably Canberra just purely because of the, the England conti- contingency over there. Yeah, and last question, who's better, you or your brother? <laughs> I can't answer that. I'm obviously <laughs> going to say me, and he's obviously going to say him. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's a good um, it's a good bit of um, competition and a bit of rivalry within the house, but it's all, at the end of the day, as long as he performs to what he can perform to and I do, then um, I'll always be happy. Definitely. So before we finish off the podcast, do you have anything to say to the young listeners out there who are trying to make it in the rugby world? You know, it's kind of, it's hard it's hard at the minute, obviously, because we're not um, playing, training, this, that and the other. But obviously, you stick at it. And at the end of the day, you do it to enjoy it. And while you're enjoying it, you're working hard. So just stick at it and you'll get to where you need to be. 
definitely. So thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Lloyd. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You're definitely a player who I can see tearing up the Super League in the near future. Uh, whether it's with the Vikings or not, we'll have to wait and see. Once again, thanks for joining us, and uh, I hope to see you back on the field again soon. All the best, mate. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Here comes the... Here comes the... Here comes the... Y'all don't really worry like... Yeah. Here comes the...